everyone, and I am so thrilled to be here today in conversation with Jessica Dirksen. Jessica is the founder of Tribute Lifestyle, where she's a certified health and life coach, speaker, facilitator, mentor to women in business, and host of the Tribute Podcast. Jessica focuses on mastering your habits, finding your purpose, and living a life that you love all while feeling incredible from the inside out. Jessica wants to show the world that we can all have the life of our dreams and that it starts from within. It starts with positive self-talk, mastering your habits, and letting go of old beliefs that don't serve us. Her motto is, if you want a different ending, tell a different story. So Jessica, I'm so interested to hear what what's your story, what's been your journey? How did you come to that realization that you could actually tell a different story for your life? Yeah. Well, first of all, Catherine, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to to share a bit of my journey with you. And I think um, it started a long time ago. So I was I was done university. I was really lost. My plan, my whole plan in life was to go to law school. And I don't know if it was something I really wanted or if it was something that I was always told, like, hey, you're really good at arguing. All you ever do is argue as a child. So you should go to law school. And so honestly, that's what I was told. And and so I just thought, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll go to law school. And I wasn't the best student. And I graduated high school my grades weren't good enough for university. So I went to college first, did a two-year program, upped my grades, and then I went into university and I studied, I did an undergrad in law. And so it's it's coming to the end of this program. I only had to do three years of it because the university or the college beforehand. And it's like, okay, well, the next step is law school. And so you have to write an entrance exam to get into law school. And again, I wasn't the best student. I was really not taking care of myself at all in my life at this point. Mm. Um, And I went to write the LSATs. I had, first of all, the LSATs have nothing to do with law. It's really all about how do you think? How do you think to answer, like figure, strategize? And I was not prepared. And so I flunked this exam. (laughs) Like, seriously, (laughs) the worst mark ever. Um, And I, I, you know, I did the prep course six months later, road tripped, redid this exam, and I flunked it again. And I, was so mad at myself. I was so embarrassed. I felt like a failure. I felt dumb. I was like, all of these stories about myself that I believed for so long were clearly the truth, right? I wasn't Mm. good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I'll never achieve anything. And it was just, you know, smack in the face. This is your truth. And I realized I was in a really dark place and Mm. I went to see my doctor and he wanted to put me on antidepressants. And I didn't want to take them. I don't, I I don't like taking medication. I just have a weird thing about swallowing pills. And I knew I wasn't depressed. I just knew I was really lost in my life and I had no idea what to do. So at this point I had struggled with eating disordered. I'd struggled with a lot of anxiety and poor relationships with everything, with food, with people, you know, abusive relationships, just nothing healthy. No, nothing great going for me. Mm. And so I said to the doctor, no, I don't, I don't want this medication. I don't think I need it. I just need something. And he said, he was a really great doctor. And he said, you know, if you're not going to take this, what I really would love for you to do for the next 30 days is like a trial, just move your body 30 minutes a day for the next 30 days. And at first I thought this man's insane. Like, does he really a doctor go move my body? That's what your idea is for me helping and like get better in my life is to go work out. But I was so desperate for this change, Catherine, that I was like, okay, I'm just going to give it a shot. 
signed up for a gym membership, started working out every day, started walking, started running, started yoga. And over time, over the few months, I was started to feel differently. And Mm. I started to enjoy the feeling inside. I had more energy. I was building a little bit of confidence and self-esteem within myself. I was starting to change from the inside. And Mm. so this moving my body wasn't about losing weight. And for so many years, everything I did was about trying to lose weight, trying to lose weight. And this wasn't about that. It was truly about how I, how it made me feel inside and it almost became my medication. And I, and to Mm. this day, it still is. And I was just had this conversation with my dad the other day. I move my body every day because it, for my mental health, it affects, it's my medication for my mental health. And so that was that the beginning of, Hey, you need to change your life. If you don't, if you want to go down a different path. And so Mm. moving my body really was that beginning stepping stone of changing changing my habits and starting to to begin my journey of changing my life. What a powerful experience. And and Jessica, I'm really struck by um, the story of going into law school because it's what everybody kind of told you you should do, right? Mm -hmm. And then you went through that experience. You flunked out, as you said, with the LSAT. And, you know, sometimes I think things like that are actually like a a holy or like a spiritual promotion when we're moving in the wrong direction for us. Life will like say, hey, 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 like, let's kind of move you over this way. And then when you were feeling that way, you went to your doctor and he says, let's put you on antidepressants. But there was a part of you that knew this is not for me. So, So tell me more about because we, I believe we all have that part of us that, that is there for guidance, that is our inner wisdom, that gives us direction. And some of us have practiced listening to that, some of us less so. And so how did you, how did you get to the point, what was it about that time that was different, where you really honored and listened to that part of you that knew that the medication wasn't the way for you? Yeah, it was just so instinctive. Like it was, I just... I've never liked medication. I, you know, even when I was younger, I was put on hormone pills and I hate, I, I just didn't like it. I was like, no, so I can change this. Mm. Something has to change. Um, and so the biggest part was just the, the dislike of medication, but there was another mm. part of me that was like, I can create this change. I know I can make a change. I know no one's going to change for me. Um, so I have to do it. And that I didn't really realize that until he said, Hey, do you want to go on antidepressants where I was kind of like, Whoa, like a slap in the face. Like I'm not depressed, but I must look depressed or I must seem that way because I'm going down this wormhole of negativity. And so that was kind of the slap in the face, that wake up call to say, you need to change. You need to make this change. And so had you always known that you were the woman who was responsible for your life or was there something in that moment that was different? No, it was in that moment. Absolutely. I never had any idea that I could take control of my life. It was kind of Mm. like, okay, you just keep going with the flow. You do what you're told or, you know, follow the, the stream of people, the group of people that you're hanging out with. There was never until that moment when he wanted to put me on medication and this fear of taking medication really was like, whoa, Okay, I can make this change. And I, what I loved about what he did was something so simple of just go move your body 30 minutes a day. 
something so easy and simple, how, and however it looks to you, just go move your body. And I was like, okay, I have control of that. I can decide mm. to move, wake up and move my body every day. And so that was really the beginning of, okay, well, what else? After that, I was like, well, what else do I have control over? What else can I start to change in my life? What habits are working for me? What habits are, are working against me? And that was when I really started to realize I have control over my actions and I have control over outcomes of what I want in life. Mm wow, my mind is blown, right? Because <laughs> I think that when, <laughs> when those things happen, and, and, you know, I believe that we all have those moments, we can, we can choose moving forward, we can absolutely choose how we're going to proceed with that. And for you to really lean into that realization and really owning that, I, I have control. If I can do this, what else can I do? What else can I do? And so, what were your biggest challenges in, in this journey? And one of the things I'm always interested in, because I think when we, you know, when we, we see other people, we can often project that they've got it all together or that mm. it was easy, right? But, but in that process, it's, it's often there are maybe elements that are easy, but there are also elements that are kind of kicking your butt. So what were those challenges for you? Yeah, the biggest challenge was myself, right? My mindset, my self-talk. So this trying on my own and and looking back on it I recognized what I was doing but in that moment I didn't notice I didn't know I didn't have that awareness of I can change my self-talk I can change my mindset I can change my beliefs I didn't know that at the time but mm. I started to do it I didn't realize that's what I was doing but I started to every time I would be drawn into the old habits or old ways I would stop myself and be like okay if I choose this, this is what will happen. But if I choose this, I can start this way of living. And so there was the biggest part is that that mental game with yourself, mm. um, your beliefs, the belief of, no, you're not good enough. You can't actually do that. Just like you flunked out of law school. You're just like, you couldn't even get into law school. You can't do this. Who do you think you are? And so that is 100% the biggest challenge was myself. And so how did you overcome that challenge? Small actions every day. Just taking, just doing one small thing every day to prove I can do something different, to prove I can do something that's in alignment with what I wanted in my life. And I, and I didn't really know what it was I wanted. I just knew I didn't want what I was having. And so I would say, okay, so it started off with 30 days of moving my body. And then I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel better. And then I started to change what I was eating. And then I started to journal and I started to just add in different things every day that I'd never done before. And that really just got me moving in a different direction. I, I love that because I think so many of us don't know what we want, right? Mm -hmm. We've, we've not had practice listening to, to truly what's important to us in our lives. And, and I think it's so easy to kind of buy into what we think we should do, or like you said, kind of following the crowd. And it's when we have those wake up calls where we, we realize, or we have the opportunity to realize like, wait a minute, this isn't what I want, but I don't know what it is that I want. Right. So I love that. Just one small, simple thing. And, and often, you know, I think that that clarity comes from um, the, the clarity of what we do want comes from recognizing what we don't want. Yeah, right. It's absolutely. that discontent, like this is not working. This is not mm. working. And so as you were starting out on that process, what do you wish you'd known? I wish well, the biggest thing that I think I've learned over the years is 
how you love and respect yourself is how you show up in the world and you make decisions that align with that love or lack of love or lack of respect. So I think I wish as a young girl, I learned that I learned that how you love yourself is how you're going to show up in the world. And that's how you're going to make your decisions. Mm-hmm. And that when I started to learn that it started to become a little easier to make different decisions. And it almost became more natural because I was building this respect for myself, building up this self-love, this self-worth, and my actions started to align with that. And so I wish I could, even before this whole process, go back and, and, and tell my younger self that, uh, you know, how to build up that love within yourself, how to build up your confidence mm. so that you make different choices in your life. So did you, did you start the self-love or was that something that you had to create for yourself or find for yourself? Yeah, I think it just started to happen over time. I don't think it was, it wasn't something I thought about on this journey. It wasn't like, okay, I have to love myself. It was more when I started to move my body and I liked the feeling inside and I started to build up my confidence. And then I would, you know, set out many goals in different parts of my life. And then I'd hit those and it would boost my confidence. And I think the more I did this stuff, the more that self-love started to naturally happen. Uh, And I recognize what it looked like to love yourself and, and put yourself first rather than what I was doing before. So what, um, what advice would you have for people who are listening, who don't know how to love themselves, who, you know, when, when we hear the word like self-love, like, what, what does that mean? What does that even mean? How, how do you develop that relationship with yourself? How do you build that love for who you are? Yeah. So I think there's a few things. And I think it's really important to note that it's a journey, right? Mm. Like I'm don't like, there are days I wake up and I don't love myself as much as I did the day before, or, you know, and I think there's always a journey of self-love because we're always growing. So we have to love the person we're growing into. So I think that's really important to recognize. We don't just fall in love with ourselves and then that's it, right? It's always a journey of taking action. And so some of the biggest things for me was to journal. Um, to when I started, this was really journaling about my life, my experiences, my day, and turning a lot of that into practicing gratitude after. So I slowly started mm-hmm. to recognize what do I love in my life? What's going really well? What are the things that bring me joy? And I noticed when I started to shift my energy and my mindset on things I'm grateful for, I didn't have the time to worry about or, or think about the things that I don't have or things I don't like about myself, whether that was physically mm-hmm. or mentally. Um, and it started just the the simple practice of gratitude was so powerful for me on a self-love journey. Mm, I love that. I love that. And Mm. um, yeah, I I hear it from a lot of people that gratitude is such a transformative process. It really has Mm. the potential to be that and recognizing that we can choose what to focus on, right? In in a world of infinite possibilities, we actually get to choose what it is that we want to focus on. Absolutely. We have the power to do that. And I think we're not, we're not taught that in school, right? We're not taught that at a young age that we have the power to shift our thinking, to change our thoughts. And and a really good um, example is we can go from happy to angry in a second, Mm. right? Like someone can do something and make us mad and we're all of a sudden our energy shifted. Yeah. So but that means we can do the opposite, which we don't practice doing. We can go from mad to happy. We have the power to shift that energy. And it might take a little bit more work because we're not built that way, but we can create that habit. 
And so mm-hmm. really recognizing that we have that power to shift our mindset and, and looking at the things that are going well in our life has been really powerful, especially on a self-love journey. And another important piece, I think, for self-love, if you're just building this relationship with yourself, don't break the commitments you make to yourself, right? Mm. Do the fault. So, and I'm not saying do a, you have to commit to a hundred things a day because that's overwhelming and we don't follow through. And when we don't follow through, that just shoots down that self-love that boost, like kicks yeah. down our confidence. So just pick one thing a day. Okay. Today I'm going to commit to moving my body 30 days or today I'm going to commit to reading 10 pages of this book or working on this mm. part of my business or, you know, this part of writing, whatever it is you're doing, just commit one thing a day. And every time you follow through, be like, yeah, I did it. And it mm. increases that good, goodness, loving feeling inside of you. And it increases your confidence. It's kind of like, yeah, I followed through. Good for me. And then the next yeah. day, you're like, I might even do a little bit more. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Really that coming into integrity with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like honoring your word and yeah. also creating, um, creating an, not an expectation, but something that you can actually do, like set yourself up for success. Because I think it can be really common where we actually set ourselves up to fail. We set these like huge, huge goals. We think, oh, I'm going to, you know, run 20 miles today. And I, you know, I, yesterday I was sitting on the couch, like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) that's not going to work. So what could you do? That's actually going to make you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. it has to be so extreme. I think people always want so much, but just break it down into small things every day. Yeah, yeah. And so what, um, did you have guides and mentors along the way? Or did you kind of yeah. figure it all out yourself? No, <laughs> I definitely did not. Um, I mean, I started that journey by myself, but there was still a lot of things that I had never dealt with um, that would come come to the surface. And mm. so there was only so much I could do on my own. And I was a huge, I saw, I'm like, I love therapy. I started therapy years ago when, the, when I started this journey and it was so powerful. It helped me so much. Um, so my like th- therapy was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And then I moved across the country, pretty much started my life all over again and got a new therapist because things started to come up. I became a new stepmom to a, you know, a family that was already established. And so I was still going to therapy. And then I started the company I worked at before I became a coach. I, they, they put me in um, like a leadership program and it was called an emerging leaders. And within that program, we were each given our own personal life coach. I'd mm. never been introduced to coaching before that. And so that was the first time I had been introduced to life coaching. I had a one-on-one life coach through this program, which was incredible. She helped me so much. And then once I started my business, I hired myself another coach. And so I've worked with coaches, a number of coaches. I've worked with therapy uh, therapists. And so I, I think we all need support. I think we can, yeah, yeah, I think we can take ourselves so far, but having that outside person really hold us accountable and help us think in a different way that we don't think on our own is Mm -hmm. so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think also with that, someone who sees us for the beautiful, amazing woman that we are, right? Because so often I think our focus can be on where we don't measure up or our faults and, Mm -hmm. and, and to have someone really hold that believing for us Mm -hmm. and, and know that we're worth it. We deserve it and we're capable. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it helps keep you motivated or inspired. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when I, when I look at you and, and I think we all do this, we kind of look at other people and we think, oh, they've got it all together. Right. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> right. Ha ha ha. So, so let's Die. kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. And what challenges do you still face? Like, where are you in your growth journey, recognizing that we're always growing, we're always evolving. And so what does that look like for you right now? Yeah. I mean, I face a lot of challenges. I think COVID brought on a lot, a lot more challenges. So that was challenging for my marriage relationships. Mm. Um, so working through that and growing through that and being able to come out the other side of that is huge. And, um, personally, I'm still always growing. I think that we have this fake belief that, okay, well, once I've done this, I'm good for the rest of my life. Right. Mm. And I've mastered my (laughs) mind and I don't think there's a real thing about mastering your mind. Yeah. And so there's always those, that self-talk and these beliefs, they're new beliefs. They're, as you grow to a higher level, newer beliefs are coming up for you, right? And there's still those old ones that are like, who, what? No, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Achieve that. And so I think the biggest challenge is still myself, right? Overcoming my own self-talk, um, mm. being able to override beliefs to move forward. Mm. And some days are easier than others. Some days suck. And I think anyone who thinks that uh, everyone's life is perfect 24 seven, it's not true. It's not real. And so I think that we all need to recognize some days suck and some Mm. days just getting out of bed is a win, right? Some Mm. days just moving the getting out of your bed and moving to the kitchen or moving to the bat, like that's a win for some people. And, yeah. and it's for myself too, some days, there's not these perfect days. And so the biggest thing for me still is that, that self-talk, those beliefs of, mm. can you really do this? Whether it's in business, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's in my mm. uh, like different health goals or um, like race goals that I might have for myself, there's still that, mm, no. Yeah. And, yeah. And it almost brings you back to that younger version of yourself. Yeah. where you don't have that belief, right? And you go back yeah. to those feelings of, oh my gosh, no, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't. So being able to have the tools to come out of that. And some days I don't. Some days I can talk myself out of it or think myself out of it, affirm myself out of it. And other days I can't. And that's why I have a support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such, I think that's such a good point, Jessica, that we, you know, in our journeys, we're going to have days where we show up as our best self. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have days where we do not, <laughs> right? Yep. And and it's really having that support structure, whatever that looks like for you, that helps you remember who it is that you truly are, who it is that you're becoming. And so if we, you know, if we kind of fall down during the process, we don't stay down. We, yeah. we honor whatever that's about, right? We have that self-compassion, that self-love, and we remember that we're more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful point too, Catherine, is honoring that. Um, I, for me, for so long, anytime I, I wouldn't follow through, or if I had a bad day, I would beat myself up and be so mad. Well, you should have done this or you didn't work hard enough. And now just honoring how you feel, honoring your emotions is such a powerful thing. We, I think we were taught, or I know I was at a young age, like just push it away and push it aside, mm-hmm. right? Don't, don't let that creep up. 
But the more you do that, the more is going to explode later. And so now yeah. it's really, uh, and this is something I've been dealing with over the last year is really diving deeper within myself and being okay with the emotions that come up and mm. being okay to express how I truly feel rather than just trying to hide everything. Mm. Because I've noticed the hiding for me for so long um, is what comes to bite me in the butt later on. Uh, yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know, I think it's 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 a thing that we navigate, especially as we're in this growth journey. First of all, recognizing that it's a journey, and mm-hmm. it, it's a process, and really, we're all going to the same destination. None of us is getting out alive. Yeah, and none true. of us can take you know the kind of things with us, and so it's really about who we become. In, in this journey of life and recognizing that those, those, you know, kind of challenging days are there for us as well. And to, to honor the feelings. And, you know, I, I kind of think of it as a volcano where you, you stuff the feeling, you stuff the feeling, you stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, stuff it. And then pretty soon you're barely keeping it under wraps. Right. And then yeah. the, t- the tiniest thing happens and you get this like massive explosion because it's actually all of the stuff that you've been stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. So being yeah, able to actually agree. express it, feel it, honor it. And then you, you get this feeling of spaciousness within you. Yeah. And don't be so judgmental on ourselves, right? We judge ourselves for feeling a certain way. Get curious. I always talk mm-hmm. about, you know, transforming your judgment for curiosity. And so, and that's where journaling has really helped me. I just get really curious with, you know, what's coming up for me. Why is this showing up? You know, what happened in my day? Why did I make this choice instead of that choice? And just kind of getting curious with the decisions that I'm making instead of judging myself, because that judgment usually turns us into this downward spiral. Mm, I love that. And the curiosity really is in alignment with a mindfulness perspective as well, Mm, right? Where we're kind of a bit, a a bit detached and curious. Yeah. Mm. So do you have, do you have regular journaling prompts that you use or do you just kind of free write? Free write. I free, free write. write. Um, yeah, I, I, if, so I always start with my gratitude and then mm. some things just come to me, even it's like later in the day, I, some, a thought comes to me or I do something that I'm angry about or upset with. And I just start like writing on it and journaling on it. Some days mm. I don't write and journal on it for a few days. I need time to process it. It's the most random process for me and I've been asked this a lot especially from clients well what do you what do you journal about and I'm like well if you read my journal you'd probably think I was a crazy person but um, <laughs> um but but I don't really use the prompts because I just kind of journal my experience or journal yeah. what's what I'm going through to try and work through it yeah so it's I'm hearing it's organic and intuitive yeah absolutely mm, beautiful And so any last thoughts for our listeners, any words of wisdom, anything that you, um, if you could speak heart to heart that you would want people to know? Yeah, I would, I just want everyone to know to, that it's okay to struggle. Struggle's normal. Struggle is, and, and when, if you can almost embrace it, and I know when you're in the midst of a bad season or a bad struggle, it sucks, but to really be able to recognize there has to be something good that comes out of this, or, you know, mm. this is my growth opportunity. And instead of 
almost going backwards into old patterns and old habits. Just do one Mm. thing, small thing for yourself every day. One thing you would love, whether that's just taking a bath, whether it's reading a book, but do something for yourself that you love to just make yourself a priority, even if it's just for 10 minutes of that day. But know that the struggle is, is normal and that you have the power to work through it and the, and the strength within you to really change your mindset, to change what you, what you believe so that you get to come out of that the other side. Mm, I love that. And so you have something coming up in September. Can you tell me about that and, and share how people can connect with you? Yeah. So this September I'm actually doing, it's a completely health focused program for the month of September. Um, it's a group program and it's focused on your mental, emotional, and physical health. So we're talking all the things health. It's not just, you know, food and workouts. It's really um, a holistic approach to health. And so it's going to be really, really fun. And it's really just about putting yourself to the top of your priority list, really. And, the, the, you know, there's so many mindset pieces that come into this. Um, so it, it's going to be a really powerful four weeks. And find me anywhere on social media. All my handles are at Jessica Dirksen Health Coach. And I'd love to connect with all, with all of you. Awesome. And I will put those in the show notes so people can connect with you. And Jessica, I just want to say thank you so much. I, I have learned a lot. I am, um, I'm really going to reflect on, okay, how do, I, how do I level up my self-love game? Mm. And uh, I'm grateful for you for that. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, Catherine. Okay. And for all of the listeners, if you can do all the podcast things, like, subscribe, share, all the things, all the things, and we'll catch you next time. 